No musical intro today. What? No musical intro? That's right. What does this look like? A professional venture? I should really just change the name of this podcast to Irregularly Scheduled. Because, you know, Frank, the Frank James podcast, it's, it just seems redundant. Frank James podcast with Frank James. Yeah, we know. We get it. We understand what you're going for. Today's episode I've been sitting on for a while, and I feel bad about that. But <laughs> My guest today, a really cool guest, her name is Marina Bruno, and she's a filmmaker. You can find most, if not all, of her films on her YouTube channel, Wondering Pictures. And we're going to talk today about what it's like to be a filmmaker. What's really cool about her stuff is that she does everything. She writes it, she directs it, sometimes she acts in it, she does all the editing. So it's like she's the full package. And uh, her most recent film, short film, so it's easy to digest, is called Anything Goes. It's kind of an experimental film. And uh, why don't we just listen to a little snippet from it? Get See what it tastes like. What I'm trying to say is that since anything goes, and since anything and everything is possible, what you therefore need to do is decide what goes. Exactly, yes. So since you can't argue that this claim is incorrect, it is therefore a universal objective truth. So now that you're aware of this, from your new awareness of this truth of that which you were previously unaware of, in order to continue forward, the next best step would thus be to target your focus towards whatever feels best for you. Exactly, yes. I, I like it a lot. And before we get into it, let's uh, hear from today's sponsor. Oh, wait, what's that? Oh, we don't have a sponsor. Okay. <laughs> Make myself laugh on that. All right, let's just get right into the interview with Marina Bruno. All right, Marina, thanks for joining me. I really appreciate it. How's it going where you are? It's going great. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm Great. glad that we finally got Skype to work so yes. that we could do this interview. Yeah. Uh, so you are a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. This is the, you're uh, you're not the first filmmaker I've had on the podcast. Okay. But, cool. Uh, but actually, no. Well, you're the first like full all around. I would say auteur I've had on the podcast. Actually, what? would you call you, would you call yourself an auteur? What's an auteur? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you do everything, don't you? You, Because you, at the end of uh, the movies I've seen of yours, the short films, uh -huh. it's written, directed, partially acted by, mm -hmm. edited by Marina Bruno. Yes. So that, so like the, for an auteur, it's basically like your artistic vision is fully realized on every level because of all the control uh -huh. that you have over every element of it. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah. So is that yeah. how you like to work? Just having like total control? Yeah, completely. Um, I don't like collaborating with other people in terms of like writing or like directing with someone because I feel like the vision is so in my mind that I have to control everything to make it come to life. Yeah. So yeah, I just I love doing everything because it's all part of like the same one thing. Like I don't I don't think there's really a difference between writing and directing. It's like part of the same whole, right? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Because it's both. Like directing is realizing the the story. Yeah. It's bringing it out into uh, into the world. Life. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. No, I I like to see it like the film is 
already made completely before I even start doing anything. So it's like mm -hmm. the the story comes to me and then it's my job to make it happen. But it's like, it's not me that's doing it. That's how it like kind of feels. I don't know. Right. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah. It's almost like you're a conduit for, you know, just the unconscious creativity out there somewhere in the yeah. universe, you uh -huh. know? Yeah, like a lightning rod. A hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so just to give people, like, I always forget how to like introduce people properly. But you're you're you do mostly short films, is that right, or do you also do feature length? Um, I mostly do short films. I've done one feature uh, a long time ago. I think it was like five years ago. I did one. Uh huh. And your production company you call Wandering Pictures. Mm hmm. And a lot of the is. Do you put all of your stuff on YouTube? Yes. Okay, great. So all you listeners out there, you can go check out uh, all of these films mm -hmm. that we're going to be talking about. With the, the different roles that you take on in making a film, from writing to directing to the cinematography, editing, mm -hmm. is there one cap in particular that you really prefer to be wearing? Um, whenever I get asked that question, I don't know how to answer. Honestly, no, because they're they're all the same. Like, I can't pick one. Uh -huh. I love writing because that's like when it really comes to life for the first time. That's like the actual birth of the story. It's like literally mm -hmm. starting from nothing. Um, and then I love directing because it's like, then you see what you wrote down actually come into like the physical world. So especially when I start seeing like my actors start becoming like the characters and stuff. It's like, it's kind of surreal. It's like they're coming from my mind kind of. Right. Um, and then filming is just so much fun. And then I love editing because then that's like when it actually comes together. So it's like they're all the same thing. I don't know. It's hard to pick. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's, it's all different parts of telling the story. Yeah. And you're right. They are like the directing is, is putting what the script is down into a funnel. And then the editing after that mm -hmm. is cutting that down even further. Uh-huh. Yeah. So they are. You're right. They are. They are all extensions of, uh. The same one of, thing. Of the, of the same basic job. Yeah. Yeah. So. How long, yeah. How long have you been doing filmmaking, by the way? Um, pretty much my whole life because my okay. dad's a filmmaker. Uh -huh. So, like, I've been making, like, videos and stuff ever since I was literally, like, three. So, it's just, like, my whole life, pretty much. Wow. Yeah. So, that's, that's a pretty long time to be. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is. And I'm going to keep making movies until I die. That it's good to know like what you want to do, you know, to feel like, yes, this is what I want to be doing. Yeah. It's it's a lucky thing because I feel like not everyone quite gets that, you know. Yeah, it, it's a matter of like finding out what you truly love. And that's it. It's like it's as simple as that. Whatever every single person loves doing, no matter how big or small it is, that is what their passion is. Because the fact that they love it is the indicator that that's their passion, right? Yeah. And we all and love it, doing something. Right. And what is it about filmmaking that makes you feel like that's it? That's what you want to do? Or can you even put it into words? It's just like, yeah, can't describe it. I can't describe it. No, um, <laughs> obviously words don't do it justice. But um, I love film because it's like, it's literally like all of the art forms. Like you can't mm -hmm. get more than film. It's, just, it's everything. So you can express whatever you want film. 
Right? Yeah, we'll break that down a little bit. Like for for people who may not be film aficionados, right. what do you mean by it being like all the forms? So it's like you can have like um what's it called like aesthetics, like imagery, yeah. like colors and stuff like that with wardrobe and the environment of mm -hmm. where you're filming. Um you have acting, so like that kind of performance. Um and then in the editing, you have music, which is like the biggest part of film, I think. Good music is, like, so important. Yeah. Um, and, like, everything. And then writing. And then poetry. And then even, like, philosophy. You can express ideas in a film. So it's like, there's no limit. Right, exactly. Right? So you've got the visual. You've got the audio. Uh -huh. You've got storytelling. Performance, yeah. obviously. So, yeah, it is kind of every, all these different art forms. And then you have people who are you know, building building sets, designing costumes, using those art forms. Yeah, which is what you do, right? Yeah, I mean, I've done, because my background's in theater, I've actually done a lot of different things in theater. So that's yeah. why, and I feel like film is just like an the extension kind of of theatrical arts. So yeah, yeah in theater, I have done uh, pretty much everything, acting, directing, design, writing, well, that's I might awesome. there there might be a few I haven't done. Stage mm -hmm. managing I haven't really done, but that's not that's more of like a job than an art. Not yeah. to, I probably would have been a good stage manager because I like telling people what to do. But right. uh, <laughs> Well that's like directing. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um what kind of stories do you find yourself being drawn to tell in mm -hmm. uh, in your films? Because I saw your most recent one, mm -hmm. uh, Anything Goes, which is experimental about uh -huh. a, uh, a band at band practice is, is an oversimplified way of putting it, even mm -hmm. though the band might all just be one person. So what kind of, like that story is very much about, you know, kind of a, an artist. Do you find your, your stories being about a specific kind of people or a specific kind of theme, or is it just... Anything. Does anything go anything with, goes. with, the, with <laughs> yeah. the stories that you're trying to tell? Um, yeah, like before when I when I was first making short films, I would more lean towards like like I don't know, comedy or like I wanted to do short films with like twists and stuff like that. Um so I like I really thought it out. But yeah. recently, especially with my newest one, I'm more like letting go and just like creating stories that come from my from the heart or the soul or something. I don't know mm -hmm. what kind of stories. It's, I can't put it in words, right? <laughs> so when, well, I get what you mean. So when you're saying it's like before you were trying to do something that was maybe like a good plot. Yeah. When you say, yeah, so you have these twists. So it's trying to be like... Clever. Very, yeah, clever, very structured. And now from the heart, do you just mean more like you want to focus on the mood or the theme or like a character yeah i guess like more the mood or like the feeling of it right yeah. like with the most recent one it, the story doesn't make logical sense right it's just kind of like yeah. chaotic but it it's it brings you through the story through the feeling of it even like the dialogue doesn't make sense between the characters but it to me it like it feels right like i do what feels right i don't yeah. know so it's like feeling versus mind, I guess. I right. don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, so it's like if someone who's super analytical in a logical sense watches that film, they're gonna be like, I don't get it. What is that what is happening? Right. Because there's a you know, there's this there's like a big fight scene where you know, spoiler alert, not <laughs> that you could really spoil anything in that movie. But uh <laughs> right. 
But, you know, there's one character looks like they're about to punch this other character, but when the shot changes to the person they're punching, it's another person or even themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's this, it's very, uh, like you say, it's chaotic Mm -hmm. just from that point of view of the audience being like, what what am I even watching? (laughs) But from a feeling standpoint, it it makes sense. Like if you turn off the logical part, Um, if something can make sense for uh, right. and it was funny reading the reading the YouTube comments below it. Someone uh-huh. was like, "I need someone to explain this to me." They're yeah, like, <laughs> they're like, "I'm confused." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, where did the idea for that particular film come from? For that script? Um, I got inspiration from. So, did you see my my silent short film, the without a title? Yeah, I think I did. That was uh, like released a few months ago. Yeah, yeah, I did that one like in the winter. Um, Yeah. So yeah, I did that one with um, the guy who plays the drummer. He's the the DJ in that one. Mm -hmm. So um, so whatever. Yeah, I filmed that short film, and then the guy who did camera in my in anything goes. He was doing the behind the scenes of the black and white one. Uh-huh. So for the behind the scenes, at one point, um, him and the the DJ guy, they were just like filming for fun, and then they they started. He was like playing on the piano and like being all weird, and then the camera guy was like doing all like these weird shots or whatever. And then I didn't know until after when I was editing the behind the scenes, and then <laughs> and then I saw that and I was like, oh, that's so cool. And then it just like inspired me to like, oh, imagine like a crazy drummer and like the shots are like just whack, you know? So yeah. that yeah. So it really just, it just came from actually seeing just something random that had happened. Yeah. And something inside you was sparked to be like, it was almost like a technical kind of inspiration where it's like, I just want to recreate this, you know, this thing of the music with the camera, the camera angles and the shots in the, uh, in anything goes. Yeah. Mm. I, the, I noticed the camera right off because Uh this guy's playing the drums and the, the camera's going in and out and like very erratic movements. Mm -hmm. Um, which I really liked. Like that oh, was a, uh, yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was pretty cool. Do you, I know that in some of the, like I saw the behind the scenes, I think of maybe the silent one where you were actually uh, handling the camera in a lot of shots. Did mm-hmm. you do that for Anything Goes as well when you weren't on camera? Yeah, even when I'm uh, in it, I'm doing camera. No, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I do. I usually do camera, but just for this short film, I didn't do camera because I wanted to act in it. So yeah. um, the camera guy, uh, uh, for this one, um, I, I love the way he does camera because it's very similar to like my style, just like weird and like warpy type shots. Yeah. So he was like perfect for it. But I did do some shots in the fight scene when he, when he starts like punching himself. I was like camera for that. Oh, okay. So yeah. yeah. So so this particular one taking a bit more of a a backseat, so you could because you're in this one more than you were in the other ones that yeah. I, that I saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The other ones were more like quick cameos. Yeah, just like a hello. And As directors camera. like to do. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I think it's like an ego thing. <laughs> right. Just, hey, I gotta me. be in it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's like in theater, a few years ago, there was a big trend for playwrights to write themselves into a play, which is even mm-hmm. weirder when you think about it. Because a director in a movie, you know, it's just a person. They're just an extra. Mm-hmm. But for a playwright to insert themselves in a script, that's like way more clunky, I feel like. But, that's just, <laughs> but what, that just what, what if they're me. actors, though? Yeah, that's true. Right. Then they can do it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, do cool. you find that there 
are any challenges between writing the script and then when you start to direct it and you're like, oh, wait a second. Like, do you do, do anything? Does anything surprise you about the script? Or do you do you discover new things as you're getting it up? Or do you have such a clear vision to begin with that it's just like all pretty straightforward? Yeah, m- more recently, like now, um, I do have like such a clear vision that it's like nothing else really influences the, the vision that I have in, like for the script. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes like I'll just not be able to film something just because we don't have time or like, yeah. But yeah, usually the the vision is so so clear. Right. Yeah. So it's not like a thing where you get into the room and you start doing a scene and you're like, "Wait a second, I'm feeling something else here. We got to do something else with it." Yeah. Like just mm-hmm. once you get these other bodies in the room. Right. Uh not necessarily. I don't know. It's that's like a, Well, that's that yeah. speaks to having a, a pretty strong vision. Mm. Yeah. Um yeah, like just with this short film um at the end for the fight scene, um, I, I actually had storyboarded like a lot more of the fight scene, but we like literally didn't have time and we were so exhausted. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to cut like all of this out. So that's the only thing. <laughs> right. But it's yeah. almost like pre-editing in your mind. You're yeah. just like, wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> just clip it. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so, so you mentioned drawing inspiration from just kind of seeing a random clip from the behind the scenes. Well, I mean, do you generally draw inspiration from that kind of thing where you see, like you see something, it's a very visual mm-hmm. kind of inspiration? Do you, do you find it from other places? Like, I, I, don't, I wouldn't even, there's so many things you could be inspired by. Yeah. Like, what, what do you find yourself picking out of your life to, mm-hmm. to bring into a script? Um, yeah, I guess like anything. Um, I guess a lot of the times when I'm like watching a movie, there'll be like this really cool shot and that like mm-hmm. inspires me. Yeah. Um, or music a lot. Like I'll listen to music and then like I start just like imagining things. Right. Um, yeah, just like everything pretty much. <laughs> anything and everything. Yeah. Anything and everything. So other movies, like what kind of, do you have a, uh, a filmmaker who you would say is like, your favorite that you try to kind of pattern yourself off of or is it a lot of different ones yeah um uh, like tarantino was like Mm -hmm. my first obsession um and then have you seen the movie birdman i have not seen that oh you know to be honest with you i haven't seen a lot of movies but (laughs) yeah (laughs) me neither like I, i i don't remember last time i watched a movie like i haven't watched movies for a really long time Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like when Birdman came out, I was like obsessed with it and I saw it like five times at the theaters. Um, it's really, really, really cool. Um, but yeah, I guess that's also pretty much it. Yeah. Well, Tarantino, you know, he is a good one to, uh, to be influenced by cause he's such a strong, I mean, just in general, he's got such a strong aesthetic that he brings into his movies and it's very much him. Yeah. Big time. Like there's no mistaking it. Like, right away, you know. Yeah. Well, and, well, also, what's interesting about him, and not that I'm, like, an expert on him or anything, I've only seen a couple of his films, is that he's very influenced by other things that he then strongly brings into his movies, like other genres, old films that have yeah. kind of been forgotten, but then he still makes it his own. Right. Which is, uh, which I think is cool, because there's that whole thing about, you know, good artists borrow, great artists steal. Mm-hmm. You know, just like really wearing your influences on your sleeve. Yeah, true. Like just being upfront about it. Like it's obvious that he's like inspired by Western films. Right. 
And you've been doing this your whole life since you were three. (laughs) (laughs) Three years old. Yeah. Was there, I mean, was it just like forever? As long as you can remember, it was like, this is just what I'm going to do. Or was there a moment like when you saw a particular film as a kid or saw something, a shot in a movie that made you think, yes, this is, this is it. Yeah, um, my dad would always, like, make me watch all of, like, the classic films, so, like, Spielberg and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, little by little, I would just, like, get inspired, and I just loved it. Um, yeah, my my dad, like, molded me to be a filmmaker. Like, he showed me films and would talk about it and stuff, so. Um, and then also, I acted in my dad's feature film when I was, like, 10. Uh Uh-huh. Um, so, Yeah. I just, yeah, I've always been doing, I always wanted to be an actress actually. And then I made like my first short film when I was like 16 mm-hmm. and then I was like, oh, I'll act in it. But like, I might as well just direct it. And then right. I fell in love with directing. So, right. Yeah. Well, as a director, you have a lot more power, oh, yeah. you have a lot more <laughs> yeah. control, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that's how a lot of people in, in theater or film start is like, they want to act first. Mm-hmm. Cause that's the most visible job, right? Cause they're in the movie, but yeah. <laughs> and then they <laughs> then they realize, oh, there's all these other things, uh-huh. you know? Yeah. Um. So you've written plays, like, do you have you written them and like directed them on stage and stuff? Yeah. Yeah. I have. I've. I prefer that. I mean, I relate a lot to what you've said, where uh-huh. it's just like I wrote it. I might as well just direct it too. Right. Cause there's like, have you ever worked with a director for something you've written? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, yeah. And it's a little bit frustrating because all of a sudden you have to communicate. There's like this extra layer of communication that wouldn't have to be there if you were just directing it. Right. It's like a waste of time. Like you can just do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, some people will say, oh, it's better to have someone else because if it's the same person writing it and directing it, then... It, it's so much in their head that they lose perspective. And so they'll like miss certain things or, you know, take it too far so that it becomes unrelatable to other people, which is true. Like, but it, I think you, it, I think it's much more likely for it to go the other way where it just becomes this frustrating exercise. And mm-hmm. I just want to tell the director how to direct this, but yeah. you can't just take their job away or it becomes like... <laughs> You're directing the director. <laughs> yeah. Um, but even even working with actors, maybe you can uh, speak to this. Maybe you've done this as well, where it's like, you've got to communicate to the actors what you had in mind, mm-hmm. but you don't want to, you can't just like give them line readings or say, do it just like this. Yeah. You know, you've got to let them do their, do their craft. Right. Have you ever come across that where it's like, oh, I just want to tell them exactly how to do it, but I got to respect them. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I am kind of, yeah, I'm pretty controlling with my actors too. Yeah. Like I will, I'm one of those directors that like will tell them how to say it. Oh yeah, yeah. Just give them a line reading. Yeah, yeah. But um, no, but usually my actors are so good that it's like they get it right away. Especially when it's an actor that like I vibe with or they're on the same wavelength. It's like I don't need to control them. It's like they get it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but... Well, that, you know, hopefully if someone's good at their job, even like a director also, like if they're good at what they do, they'll pick up on it without having to be told. But Mm -hmm. we're not always lucky to get 
the best. <laughs> you know, yeah, we're, know. we're not even like not even putting it on a scale of good or bad. Just people who aren't on the same Wavelength. vibration. Yeah. You know? So it's important to find people who are on the same vibration, and that's when you can create like amazing art. Right. Not not saying that, but it just it works yeah, better when everyone's vibing the same yeah right as well especially if you're making videos or making i keep saying videos because my head's always in youtube you're making films that are uh that you're now focusing more on mood and things like that and Uh like speaking to an emotional sense rather than a logical one then yeah you need to have people who are on board with that yeah on that inner you know emotional level yeah you know sure um Let's see. I've also seen that a lot of your videos on YouTube that aren't your films, mm-hmm. you're like teaching different elements of filmmaking. Uh-huh. Yeah. What what led you to to take that turn? You're kind of like laughing about it. Yeah, what, I don't know. What? I think they're... <laughs> I, I just do those because like it's what people watch more. Like no one really... Yeah. Um, for the views. Yeah, for the views. Because like if I just make short films... No one really watches short films. Like, they watch, like, usually tutorial videos and stuff. So it's like, if I can make a tutorial video and then be like, oh, by the way, I, m- I make short films, then that's yeah. how they can see my short films. I don't know. That's the logic behind that. But Yeah, that's smart. Yeah. So it's not like this natural urge to be teaching all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> it's just smart YouTubing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. like, yeah, the, the brain in that. Right. Well, that makes sense. That's actually a good tip for people out there doing YouTube. It's uh-huh. like you got to provide value right. where people, you know, because people don't know, uh, they don't know you as a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to watch your film unless they become familiar with you in the first place. So yeah. you got to find some way to make them familiar with you. Exactly. Uh, I see pe- like people who are musicians also have that issue. It's like you got to put out some covers of songs people already know. Right. And then get them in that way to your original stuff. Right, right, right. So, or, a, a, you know, a tutorial on how to, you know, change your guitar strings or something. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. What uh, what would you say makes a film a Marina Bruno film? Like, what is, do you, do you think in, the, in those terms? You're like, yes, this is my style. Like, the, or even if it's not like visual or aesthetic, like, in terms of what the story is or the script or what types of films you make? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. When I they get... put you in the textbooks, what will they... Say about me? <laughs> yeah. I, I feel like... Well, this is what... Like, I want to be... Like, I want to have different kinds of, of styles. So I want to do every type of genre. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess, like, cartoony and, like, sarcastic kind of... Yeah. Is like my vibe. Or like, um, I'll always have like some kind of comedy in my films. Like I can never do like a straight up drama that's like pure serious. Because like I find everything in life is funny. Yeah. So it's like that naturally comes out in my films. Like it cannot be funny no matter what it is, I guess. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it when you said cartoony. Because uh-huh. the like the way that your your camera work is... And the sound effects that you place with, uh, like, movements and things, mm-hmm. especially in Anything Goes, your latest one. Yeah, there is definitely that, that cartoon influence of things being kind of heightened. Not, yeah. Not extremely realistic, uh-huh. but uh, definitely aided by these, these other technical elements around it. 
the design elements, yeah. That's a pretty good description of it. I think you you did well describing <laughs> your own work there. Yeah, so like um, not realistic is my genre. Yeah. So you want to try every like every kind of genre you said. Like so what have you done so far for those of those people out there who haven't uh, checked out your work yet? Uh, so I've done comedy, uh, action, horror. Mm -hmm. um, what else? Experimental. Yeah. Uh, black silent and white. movie. Yeah, the silent. Yeah. I guess that one's kind of like a drama. I guess. Um, I mean, it's, it it also kind of has its its comedy at its core. I think. Yeah, you know? it's like goofiness, kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't know what have I done. I guess that's it, right? Yeah. What other genres exist? <laughs> well, I guess uh, romance. I mean, you kind of had that in the. If I'm remember, it's been a couple months since I saw the silent okay. film. You you had the, kind of an element of romance in right. there. Right. Yeah. Um, what else would there be? Western. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, Western. But is that a genre in itself? I th it's a weird genre because it really just has to do with like where it takes place. Yeah, right. <laughs> <You know>? Exactly. <laughs> it's like location and time. That's not. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what else. Um, buddy cop genre. <laughs> like, there, genre. There are so many genres. Buddy cop. Know? I actually yeah. I've done that. <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't a short film. It was like a web series I did with these two actors that I. Uh -huh. So I have done a body buddy cop. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's also like uh, cinema. What do they call it? Cinema verite. Like what is the that? French 1950s, 1960s, where it's like black and white and very. It's like almost documentary, except they're not. They don't like acknowledge the camera, but the camera work is very Simple? documentary style. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like kind of following them around. Um, like you check out a film like uh, a French film like The 400 Blows, that's a, f a famous example of that. Or even, uh, mm -hmm. have you ever seen the Beatles movie A Hard Day's Night? Mm -mm. That one is that one's kind of in the style of cinema verite. Okay. Like, yeah. I feel like I know what you're talking about. Like I, c I can picture it. Yeah, it's black and white. Not a lot of like background music or anything. It feels very natural, but a lot of the editing can be more cinematic. I'm not, you know, I'm not a film student here, mm -hmm. but so I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> yeah. just going based on what I've read on Wikipedia. Right. Uh, but uh, <laughs> is there anything that you want to tackle in the future that, like, you haven't really done yet and you're a little bit like, oh, man, I've got to do this thing and I'm not, you know, I haven't worked my way to it yet? Yeah. So I want to do a feature film now that yeah. I, I've already written, like, a couple years ago, but I want to, like, kind of rewrite it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I want to do like a crazy feature film, like almost as weird as like anything goes, but like as a feature film. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I want to do How that. do you sustain something that weird for an hour and a half? I don't know. Maybe, <laughs> I, maybe it would like tie in with reality and kind of like dreamlike. So it can kind of like jump back and forth, but I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. That's, well, that would be a good approach because it would give people, I feel like... People a break. <laughs> yeah, if you're, if you're like in that chaos all the time, people will be really like, can someone explain this to me? <laughs> yeah, they'd be like tripping out. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. All right, so feature, feature length. But do you, so that's, but that's just like in the, the pre-planning stage right now. That's just sort of like yeah. what I would like to tackle in the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like big, a big goal, I guess. Yeah. And is there, is there anything you're working on right now or are you kind of in between things? Um, I'm kind of in between things. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Just waiting for the next inspiration, I guess. Right. 
Have you ever had to work in situations where it's like you don't have inspiration and you just need to get something out and it turned out well, like something came out good? Or do you always have to kind of wait for that perfect storm of inspiration to come into your mind? Mm, yeah, for for that kind of inspiration, I have to wait for it. So whenever I'm waiting, but like I need to do something, yeah, that's when I do like those videos where I like teach. <laughs> I'm just waiting. <laughs> Right, right. Right, or just like those YouTube videos and... Yeah, just getting something out there. Just keeping something moving along in the creative realm. Yeah. What's been your favorite moment so far on a movie set, working on one of your films? Like, what, like something that just sticks out in your mind? Um, every, like, every experience on set is always better than the next. So, I don't know, yeah. I guess this past short film was like the best time ever. We did it in like two 13-hour days. And it was wow. like so exhausting, but like so much fun. I don't know. It was, yeah, it was just a good time. Just the whole thing. Yeah, especially how physical that movie is. I can imagine that that would be two 13 hour days of that movie. Yeah. Uh, it would be pretty exhausting. <laughs> yeah, putting you through the ringer. Yeah. <laughs> Big time. But it's always like such a rush when you're on set. Like it's, it's so exhausting and like demanding, and like you have to be so in the moment. Um, yeah. but it's always like the best time ever. Yeah. Like nothing tops the days that I'm on set. <laughs> yeah. Well that, I mean, that's great that you can look forward to that element of it because I imagine that there are probably some, some filmmakers who are like, you know, they really like writing it and maybe they really like putting it together afterwards, but they mm. dread the part in the middle where they actually have to like make it. <laughs> <you know? laughs> the main part. <laughs> the, the work, the, Yeah. Have there ever been any like huge obstacles when you've been making films where you're like, oh man, I just don't know if this is worth it, but and that you had to overcome during the the making of it, whether whether that be like in the writing of it or any point during the process? Yeah, usually with production, there's like so many things go wrong, but like when you're in production is like it's all just like solving problems because you're constantly have to get over problems i guess that happen mm -hmm. on set um yeah so many things more so when i first started now I, I kind of know how to like really prepare so i i i don't um like stumble into problems on set but um yeah just a lot of stuff especially when i when i did my first feature film um when i was like 19 mm -hmm. um yeah so many things would go wrong like we would get ready to film um, like all the actors and like we get all the props and stuff and then we would go to the location and then it like it starts raining. So like we can't film, you know. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, 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 like stuff like that. Um, especially, yeah, when you're filming outside, it's always just like the weather. Um, but yeah, I can't right. really think of anything else on the top of my head, but just stuff like that. Like you just have to solve problems. Yeah, there's so many, like I didn't realize this until I like looked into it a bit more, how much planning and preparation a film director has to do. Yeah. And it like maybe it just seems like a lot because it happens all at once for the shoot. Whereas mm -hmm. like in theater, you're going through a long rehearsal process, so you kind of do it over time. Right. But uh, like what it's like you you have to plan every shot, like where the camera's gonna be, who's mm -hmm. in it, and the order that you're gonna shoot it in. Do you ever find that to be overwhelming or is it that just like, do you eat that up? Is that like part of your, part yeah. of what you love about it? Yeah, it's, um, I don't let it overwhelm me. Mm -hmm. Cause it's like, 
Yeah, it's like you gotta you gotta do one little thing at a time. You can't do everything at once. So yeah, yeah that's what pre-production is like. It's so much planning, but you yeah, you just you make a list and then you tackle one thing at a time, and then so then it doesn't get overwhelming because everything is just like a little task, right? Yeah, one one storyboard item at a time. Yeah, you know, one little drawing at a time. It's just like patience. You can't rush it. Right. Do you ever feel like? Uh, tempted to skip some of those steps since you are in control of so many elements of production to just like keep it all in your head or do you do you still have to do that even like do you work with for instance do you work with like a cinematographer or do you do both that and direct um you usually I, I do camera yeah but um yeah right 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 yeah I just do um cinematography when or I get a cinematographer when I'm acting in it Right. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't like skipping steps because even if I think, oh, I can just skip this and then because like I'm in control anyways. Um, then when I'm like, let's just say if I, if I didn't storyboard and then when I'm on set, I just need to focus on filming and getting the shot and making sure the lighting's good and the actor knows their lines and everything's right. Yeah. So I can't have to also remember, okay, now what's the shot? Because then it's like, it's too many, it's like my past self can prepare it for me. So then I don't have to worry about that when I'm on set. I I can think about one thing at a time. Right. Right. It's like categorize, it's like boxing everything. So I don't have to focus on it later. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Right. Exactly. So it's like the processing power is done in advance so that your mind is free to do other things. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because then that's when people get overwhelmed when they just like do it all at once. And it's like the right. brain like malfunctions. Do you ever find actors difficult to deal with? Or do you, because it seems like in the behind the scenes things, you get along pretty well with them. Yeah. They seem like they're people that you're friends with maybe outside of it. But mm. do you ever like act like, let's get real. Actors can be difficult people. Do you yeah. ever? <laughs> yeah, they can. Do you, how do you, like, how do you navigate that if you've got, I mean, I, I obviously you don't want to trash anyone, but, right. if, you know, <laughs> how do you deal with all the personalities and the egos of all these artists? Um, I don't know. I just deal with them. I, I don't, um, again, that's more something like when I, when I first started filmmaking, I would get actors that were so hard to work with. I'm obviously, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say who, but. There was some <laughs> Name that, them all. <laughs> yeah, I just like, yeah. Um, there was some that they just wouldn't, like, take my direction. Because, mm-hmm. like, they wanted to, to be the star, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm scared that one of the actors are going to, like, watch this and be like, oh, was it me? <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, I don't, I like, I, yeah, I, I don't, uh, I haven't worked with difficult actors recently. Because, yeah. yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I don't step on on them is that a saying like step over yeah you them? don't step on their toes yeah um and like yeah i don't know i just i let them do their thing and then they also let me direct right yeah that's a good way of going about it because i've found like in theater directing well i i have often said that the director is like the most useless job in theater <laughs> because it's like if you have good actors you don't really need a director yeah, but, well, especially for theater, because it's it's all yeah. about the actors. Yeah, yeah, and so like when I'm a director in theater, I just find my job is to tell them when it looks bad, you know, <laughs> to be like, okay, you guys got to figure out something else, uh-huh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Um, for film, though, you got to be a little, you got to be a lot more controlling because the director is really the one telling the story. Because you know, on in, on a stage, 
you can look at any actor you want, but with a film, everything is very controlled about what you see. Like mm -hmm. what is actually being told to you at any particular instant right. is very controlled. Um, so I can see how you'd, you, you would need to be a little bit more in their business, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's good. It's good when you can luck out and get actors who are just who chill. Vibe. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's all about the energy of them. Like whenever I get auditions and I watch, it's literally yeah. Like I can just tell. Um, yeah, by the energy. Like I can tell that they're like a flexible actor and like if if the actor has an ego and is only doing it for their ego, then you know it's going to be difficult to work with them because they're just doing it to look cool and they're not doing it in service of the film. Yeah. But when you work with an actor who they're doing it for the film, so it's like, it's not even, it's not even the actor. They become the film. There's no resistance to that because it's, they're part of the whole picture, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right, exactly. It's like the, the difference between an actor who realizes that that they're just one piece of this whole yeah versus the actor who's only aware of their role and they're like this is <laughs> this is so important i need to make sure we get this right for me right 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 yeah <laughs> they just want to be a star <laughs> yeah that's i mean that's got to be a rough thing when in the movie industry because that's i feel like a lot of people get into it Although you'd think those would be the people who would also quit first. But, mm -hmm. you know, a lot of people get into it because they want notoriety or they want to be a star or whatever. And so right. that's why it can be kind of cutthroat as the reputation is. You don't yeah. seem like a very cutthroat person. so Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's why, like, the majority of Hollywood films, like, they're not good, right? Yeah. I, like, I, yeah, can't, even, I can't go to the movies anymore. Like, they're just... Yeah, it's all ego and it's like the same story and they're just doing it because they're stars or whatever. And like, I don't know. That's why foreign films are usually better because it's about the story, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, in a lot of movies now, are, I mean, that's always what they've been about is, you know, making the money. Yeah, m know? money, right. Which is like not why you should be making a movie. Right. So that's why we get, you know, Fast and Furious 7 or whatever because... Uh, <laughs> Because it makes, well, especially because it makes money worldwide. You know, action right. movies in particular translate well to foreign audiences. Oh, right. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't think of it like that. Yeah, because it's just a bunch of action. So. <laughs> yeah, just explosions and stuff. Which I find is like the boringest part of a movie. Like as soon as there starts like being a, a car chase or there's explosions and fighting, that's when like I like doze off. I start thinking about something else, you know, like I lose interest yeah. in the story. Yeah. Because it's less about the people at that point and just about the cool CGI, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, but what do you think about all the, uh, the like, Marvel movies, all the superhero movies that have been the trend over the last few years? Like, what's, what's your uh, reaction to all that? Um, I, I think they're funny. Like, the last one I saw was, like, Thor like five years ago yeah okay <laughs> um, so you're not you're not terribly on top of this no. trend <laughs> yeah i think i think marvel is funny um uh, yeah the, like i like the comedy in them and like they, they still have a story and like characters and stuff yeah um but still like they're they're okay i don't know yeah 
I don't like I don't get I don't get it. I don't get why they're so popular. I mean, yeah, like, right. <laughs> like one is OK, but then you have to like keep making them like do something new. Right. And I mean, like I said, I get that it translates well around the world and stuff, but they're very popular just here in the United States. And right. I don't I don't understand it. Like I've yeah. I don't I think the la- I forget what the last I might have seen the Avengers the first one years ago. Right. I just have no desire to see, but... Yeah, right, they're boring. <laughs> Do you think they're at least a little bit funny? Like, the parts when there's, like, some dialogue and stuff? Like, that's yeah. the part I like, but that's it. Yeah, like, I enjoyed, uh, like, the Iron Man movies, because, you know, oh, Tony yeah. Stark is kind of a funny character, mm-hmm. you know? So it was, like, interesting. But, like, so, with these big end battles at the end, you know, oh, at the end the of worst Avengers... Part. Yeah, it's like, okay, great, I get this... Because it's all... It's not even like special effects that were actually created live you know like it was right. cool back back in the 70s or whatever when you had a car chase and a car flipped over and exploded or something they had to actually do that and right. film it uh-huh. you know and now it's just like okay cool computer graphics great right right, right. Um, it's like so look, easy now yeah and i mean i'm sure yeah it takes talent to do that but it's like so what it's still not real yeah i know what you mean yeah you look at something like ben hur and they did like oh they filmed a a chariot race you Mm -hmm. know like it was all real it was all yeah all real you've never seen ben hur no i I think i've heard of it yeah you got to check out like just for that scene just for the chariot race scene you got to check out ben hur like it is It is uh, crazy. It's one of the cr- like because it's it's just like a ancient Roman char- chariot race uh, that they filmed. Like it's cool. So they actually like with the horses and everything. Is yep. there like where they fall over and stuff? Yeah. The, well, there's one shot where this guy in a chariot hits this bump, and I'm not sure if it was supposed to happen, but he like flies <laughs> up into the air and comes back down, and uh, it was all real. Like, Oof. yeah. Yeah, so. that's cool when it when it's real. Yeah, I appreciate the real stuff. Yeah, you know? for sure. Because I think there's it's so easy to do stuff with computers that everyone is like, no one's impressed by anything anymore. Right, yeah, yeah. It loses its value because it's just so much of it, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, back 100 years ago, people were impressed to see a film of anything, you mm-hmm. know? And now we could see literally anything and we're like, ah, so what? Uh-huh. So <laughs> I know. As, especially when like the, the CGI and stuff, isn't serving the story like they're just putting it in there because it's cgi and they want to impress the audience but it's like it's almost like the the flow of the story is like on pause when all that happens you know yeah it's like okay now look at all these explosions okay now let's continue the story (laughs) yeah exactly it's all it's about the spectacle more than anything right you know so you mentioned birdman as a film that you watched over and over, is that is that the most recent film that you've been really wowed by, or has there been something more recent? Because that um, one's not that old. Yeah, it's not that think. old. Um, let me. Th- well, I really have you seen a Nightcrawler? No. That one's like so good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like that's another one that is really, really good. Um, because it's more. There's more like depth to that story. It's like it's about like the character, and like it's not so direct. And what the movie is trying to show you. That's like a movie that's like all about like the feeling and just the vibe of it. Even mm-hmm. though it might not make perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's like, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, And I don't, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't seen movies for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taking a bit of a movie break. Yeah. 
So with your stuff, if people in my audience, they're listening and they want to check out your stuff, what would you say should be the first thing they should check out, their introduction to your films? I would say check out my most recent short film, Anything Goes, which is on my Wondering Pictures YouTube channel. Just start there. Just start Sorry there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is a, it, I think it is a good uh, exhibit of your style. Thank you. Is it like your aesthetic? Yeah. Uh, so, and we'll definitely be putting the links to uh, Marina's channel in the description and to that particular film so people can check it out. Yes. And, uh, is uh, there, yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, I uh, hope you guys enjoy it and let us know what you think of like the weirdness of it. Yeah. Well, that's a really cool thing is that you're using YouTube. So it's like you're making films. They're not YouTube videos, but you're putting it on a platform where you can get that audience feedback. Right. Yeah, that's what I love about it. Yeah. It can also be what you hate about it sometimes. <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, I didn't didn't want that opinion. Oh, yeah. You know? <laughs> uh, is, there, is there anything else that you want to uh, highlight or plug or put out any, you know, any... Uh, social media things where people can follow you before we wrap up? Um, yeah, just that, the short films. And then I guess um, if you want to see like the behind the scenes stuff, you can follow me on Instagram, which is just Marina Bruno film. And that's just like like me making the short film. Cool. Really nice. Well, Marina, thanks so much for joining me for the podcast. This has been a really fun conversation. And uh We'll have to make sure we get some people over to your channel watching your films because I enjoy them and I hope you all listening enjoy them as well. So thank you very much. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> there she goes. Thanks once again to Marina for being such a great guest and for being patient with me as it took me so long to edit this. <laughs> this oh, man. Uh, go to the description of this podcast to check out her channel and her most recent film, Anything Goes. I think you'll enjoy it. I think it's pretty cool. That's about it. That's about all I got. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. Tune in whenever the next time may be, and I'll see ya.